This episode of the Check Out This Record podcast is brought to you by GuitarExclusive.com. Visit now for buying guides, reviews, and more. GuitarExclusive.com. there ladies and gentlemen welcome to the rock 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 and roll podcast check out this record please join us as we sink our teeth into some 180 gram vinyl my name is frank and with me is mr 500 i think over 500 in his collection mark that's right man uh uh proud of my collection of tasty uh james pam slams and webcams that's right observes absolutely yeah, oh yeah. There are definitely some preserves in there. Yes. <laughs> you can always find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcast, and you can see these beautiful, glorious mugs. I guess and this one on YouTube. Oh, when you ask questions, new episodes drip to the drop each and every Friday-ish. That's right. And if you're hearing us for the first time, welcome. We're gonna review records and we give our opinions on um mostly everything and that's our most important facet of the show um and you know what they're true so there you go so you're definitely gonna want to check out our verse series uh where frank and i will duke it out on behalf of you know the two bands or two albums or whatever we want uh in the name of uh what we here have called stereo that's right. While you're checking that stuff out, be sure to check out everything else, our Instagram, Facebook group. Hopefully these episodes will leave you wanting more of our musical goodness. And if you got a record you want us to check out or send us, uh, just drop a comment wherever you find us. So, Mark, take a journey with me to Queens. All right, we're going to go to Queens. That's where my mom was born, right? And for someone who has collaborated with the likes of uh, Bruce Springsteen, Billy Joe Armstrong, and Ryan Adams, uh, this person is really not that known. Um, Mark, are you digging these adventures, if you will, or um, you know, why do you why do you think this is a cause for like confusion for such music fans like us? So to dig these adventures, man, I, I love finding these little pockets of, of uh, musical artistry that we previously had. And, you know, not all of them are for me or, or for you, but, but that's OK. Uh, to quote Wayne's World, uh, Led Zeppelin didn't write tunes for everybody. They left that for the Bee Gees. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, when you said degeneration, uh, I learned uh, that I didn't actually know who that was and had been confusing them with, with discharge. Oh, who's yeah. better known for the, the D beat style of, of hardcore coming out of England in the eighties and into the nineties. Um, so I've learned a good bit uh, already on my own. Uh, what, what do you have for me here? Well, we're going to find out about Jesse Malin, Malin, Malin. What do you think it is, Mark? If you had to guess, I don't know, man, <laughs> Jesse Malin, Malin. say Malin. <laughs> so, Malin. Born in 67, uh, he began his musical career at the age of 12. Wow. He was the front man for the NYC hardcore band Heart Attack. And uh, they were denied playing in CBGBs as they couldn't bring in a drinking crowd. Hmm. That makes Uh, sense. 
That band dissolved in 84. I was four years old then. And he joined the band D-Generation. Woo! Uh, they released three albums, but also dissolved. So now Malin, uh, being a huge Tom Waits, Neil Young, and Steve Earle fan, wanted to find a fresh sound. So he started working with Ryan Adams, not Brian Adams. Uh, and Adams offered to produce his debut album. And that's this album, Mark. 2003, The Fine Art of Self-Destruction, Mark are you ready? Goodly All right, let's go. Track number one, <clears throat> Queen of the Underworld. Uh, right away, we get Malin's thick New York accent kind of taking us through this even paced tune filled with melodic guitars and a little tickle of the keys uh, for a debut record coming from the hardcore background. This is quite a departure, which I could respect. What about you, Mark? You, you said tickle. Um... Mm -hmm. uh, definitely a departure uh, from degeneration. De Musically, it, it's subtle and lyrically, he's he's throwing a lot uh, at us right out of the gate. He doesn't sound like uh, any New Yorker I've ever heard, so I'm happy you picked that up because it, it just doesn't sound like it to me. Uh, very interesting vocal performance. I feel a lot of uh, Ryan Adams uh, sonically, but some some Springsteen in those lyrics. Uh, it works. Uh, doesn't do much for me personally. Personally, but I can appreciate uh, how well it comes together, given how much he's got going on with the song. Yeah, totally. Uh, track number two, TKO, my favorite. And I definitely won't be shy about that. I love the bass groove and the semi-dark lyrics mixed with this bright and upbeat musical vibe. Guns, Needles, NYC, Spoken, world, spoken Word, and A Girl makes for an interesting tune. That's full of a lot of hooks. Uh, Mark, you down for the count for this tune? Uh, yeah. Uh, th this is one uh, of the better tracks on the album, for sure. It's got uh, bounce and, and rhythm without caving to any like kind of pop cliches. Very Springsteen yeah. in that way. Absolutely. Uh, track three, Wendy. Not the Beach Boys tune, Wendy. Uh, this Wendy likes Tom Waits, The Kinks, and Kerouac. Hmm. Now... No surprise here, but Brian Fallon from Gaslight, I think, is where I was introduced to Malin. And I can hear some Gaslight in this. And this is 2003, so it's a few years before the band. But, Mark, do you hear any of that kind of vibe going on? Any correlation there? Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, however, for me, this wasn't the track that made me think that. Mm. Uh, I dig the chorus of uh, I Don't Know Why. Uh, it really it works really well here. This felt more like a, a hold steady tune to me, uh, oh, and I was I was pretty with it. I th I thought it really worked well. Yeah, and ironically, Malin covers the hold steady on his covers record, so that's pretty cool. Uh, for downliner at four songs in, we get a little bit of a trend here with the theme of the songs. Kind of, I think that goes back to the self destruction in the title. Mark, you feeling these songs, or are you going down in your line? These songs are going way down on my, uh, me, uh, I mean, uh, my line. I, I'm not really sure what you mean, uh, but I like his style. He's thick with the lyrics. Uh, and while his voice throws me off in places, because that accent sounds more like Planet X than NYC, but he doesn't sound like anyone else. And, and I appreciate that. Uh, there is a hopelessness to his uh, darkness with these lyrics lately. It's all right down here with me. People at midnight pretend they're free. Maybe it's all gone. I'm holding on. 
I dig that, man. It's it's cool lyrically. Planet X, I love it. Thank you. <clears throat> yep. Uh, track five, Brooklyn. Uh, another heartache of a song with lyrics such as "You started with nothing, but throwaways. You couldn't live with me, so you moved." Um, lots of descriptive words here to describe this painful experience. Um, mm-hmm. If this isn't a ballad, uh, I don't I don't know what is right, Mark. To call this a ballad, yeah, it's certainly uh, a pretty and sad, pretty sad song. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty, uh, but uh, it doesn't really do much for me. You know, uh, not bad, but again, just not for me. Doesn't re- I'm not really connecting with this, and like I like all the NYC uh, or, or New York five borough kind of uh, language there and talk, but. I don't know if it's because I'm not from that area. It just doesn't do anything for me. I can see that because it's such a prominent force in the backdrop, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, track six is the title track, The Fine Art of Self-Destruction. Um, I think he does a great job describing and complimenting the other songs on the record. I, I would say personally that for someone that gives us a variety of different styles. I, I would like more maybe of an upbeat tune here after the last song we heard. That's just a personal preference. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, two back-to-back kind of slow, sad songs is, is a little tough. Placing this between uh, the might have been cool. Um, not sure what I meant there when I wrote that. I like that he held off on making this the opener too uh this is a great kind of mid-album tune to keep you engaged plus like like i said uh i like that kind of hopelessness uh hopeless but hopeful kind of sneaking in at the end of the the record it it's got this positive little like even though it's kind of a bummer it it kind of finishes up if you know what i mean yeah yeah i hear you uh, track seven, riding on the subway. Now we're cooking, Mark. I mean, mm-hmm. world, we got some world beats here opening things up with the bongos. And Mayland is describing his experiences of, guess what, riding on the subway in NYC, uh, mm-hmm. which for those uh, familiar with it, you cannot help but be just be taken away, uh, taken to a way of life uh, that, frankly, I'm thankful I don't have to deal with. Uh, but I know my rents did. And that's kind of what they, the, the life they led for a while. Um, Mark, do you like the sound? that the song is providing to us here. I'm thinking this kind of like Paul Simon meets Joe Strummer number. Ooh, uh, he really one. manages to capture that kind of rolling sideshow that lives on the subway and all, all set to, to whatever it is in your ear. Like it's, it's, it's a really interesting place sonically. Um, I like what he's doing lyrically. It's not overly heavy, but he's still being emotional with it. It's a cool song. I dig it. Definitely makes the body move, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Track eight, High Lonesome. Um, I know some other bands uh, that we like have this for a title for their song. I've also been confused as to what this term means just in general. From what I read up on, it describes a sound of bluegrass and folk music. Um, I do think a song like this musically in 2003 was kind of foreshadowing for what some of the punk bands would be doing later on in the decade. Um, Mark, you still with me on this tune? I am indeed uh, still with you on this tune. This happens to be uh, my favorite song on the album. He's really channeling that 70s Springsteen here lyrically and filtering it through this kind of early 2000s bleakness that was 
certainly coming into its own uh, as a musical style at the time. The guitar solo is tight and the band is is rocking out from the this kind of somber number. I, I dig it. I thought this was a really cool track. Awesome. Awesome. Track nine, Solitaire, as if we cannot get any lonelier. Uh, we get this tune, which tells us how the character here doesn't need anyone or anything, just themselves. Uh, perhaps when you've been through the ringer too much, you just want to be left alone. I get that, Mark. Uh, this is another highlight for me on the album. I, I personally think so. What, what about you? I like the change from the big kind of uh, rocking guitar solo end of High Lonesome to this simple acoustic guitar uh, and his very like his straining voice. Uh, Lonelier is a great way to describe this. The record sounds uh, clear and crisp, but the content feels like uh, you've entered a room and he doesn't know you're there and you're you're just listening and he's just belting his heart out and trying to do it and and you're getting a genuine real uh experience that way the addition of the piano and the strings really make it uh almost a cinematic moment as the song comes to an end uh if that makes sense i i I thought this was a really interesting number i like the way it plays through the album yeah for sure track 10 is almost grown uh the lyrics are my sister like john travolta but i wanted billy jack i'm assuming not billy jack he's the old wrestler um people want to look up him and put in after that boys on the tracks you'll get an interesting jacked up story um anyway this one it's not much to write home about i could have done without it on the record mark what about you i don't know i liked the tempo change uh but it's a bit more paul simon than i would have liked lyrically uh i'm okay with it i just i'm with you It, it didn't really touch me in any way there yep Track 11, X Miss. Oh boy, someone messed up here with the big old letdown on the old December 25th, man. Um, you know, I like kind of like Christmas heartache songs, kind of like the Pogues, you know, uh, the fairy tale of New York, because it gives us another perspective as opposed to the mistletoe and I've got some corn for popping. However, uh, this tune for me just goes nowhere. And by December 26th, it's a distant memory. Mark? So you don't have corn for popping? So I know I don't. I don't at all. So on the other side of uh, Frank's coin there, I am not a fan uh, of Christmas songs typically. And this song uh, doesn't do much for me at all. Uh, I was kind of hoping for a bit more of a train wreck based on uh, what we'd been hearing before. But it, it's aggressively meh to me. Um, it just this was just kind of a, a, a definitely a low light of the album for me. Yeah. This is a song I, I'd have cut from the album uh, if I'd been asked, which clearly I wasn't. Track <laughs> yeah. uh, twelve, cigarettes and violets. Um, well, the last few tunes fell flat. This song I think gave it some redemption for me and closes this touching album with a very heartfelt song. That to me still leaves us guessing if things will work out and be okay. So that's kind of what I got from it. Uh, Mark, what do you what do you think? Figured it out. He he sounds like he's trying to sing like Mick Jagger. Oh, cool. maybe, there you maybe. go. Maybe, um, maybe it's just a song. I don't know. I would have liked a little more verse out of this number and and less of that chorus. He's been so Springsteen verse heavy that this sudden all chorus thing just feels a little over bloated it, mm. it works but 
not quite as well as I want. Not the strongest choice to end the album, but but not a bad song. Right. Yeah, I hear you. Mark, why don't you give us your final thoughts on this record? Sure. So I'd be honest, uh, honored. Uh, I will be honest in my review as well. Okay. Uh, the f- Jesse Malenz, uh, the fine art of self-destruction, delivers on the sorrow you'd expect from an album with such a name. But uh, to his credit, Jesse Malen, uh makes the best of it and delivers some really memorable lyrics and songs that will capture your imagination and paint a vivid picture uh, for you. While the last three songs uh, fell short of the rest of the record, the effort here uh, can't be mistaken. Queen of the Underworld, TKO, Riding the Subway, High Lonesome are all great tracks with the fine art of self-destruction and downliner really showcasing uh, Malen's uh, ability as a songwriter uh, that deserves maybe some more attention. Um Looking at my score, Frank, I think I was a little generous. I think this is more of a 6 out of 10 uh, as opposed to a 7 out of 10. Just because I'm finding that as I go back to it, not really getting the the replayability out of it, especially the back half of the album really letting me down uh, each time I listen to it. Um, so if you like your music a little sad without being totally emo, yeah. check out this record. That's a, good, that's a good way to put it. Um Maitland had a lot of musical output with nine records total, or has a lot of musical output with nine records total, including this debut. He also has a song called Broken Radio with Bruce, uh, which is cool. And I do like his cover of records. I do think Maitland played an indirect role in the punk bands like the front men taking this more acoustic replacements term, whereas Ness in 99 gave us the more folk country turn, so kind of maybe even two paths were formulated. Um, there are quite a few songs I, I do enjoy, like Queen, um, Wendy, Subway, Solitaire, Brooklyn. I do think TKO is the most flawless tune on the record, in my opinion. Um, there's a headache and loneliness all captured in like these big bad boroughs of, of New York. I like the flaws, uh, what you know, and how they in our in the story and how they kind of or keep messing up or at least being part of those scenarios that we never quite get any resolve. I do think the latter half of the album, like you said, Mark drags a bit, and I wish those songs maybe had more memorable hooks. Um, on an album like this, you know, I think the hooks are definitely vital. Uh, you know, weights can do without the hooks, uh, but you need them here. You know. Now, with most mainland records, I love a few. I like some, and the rest are just there for me. And that that's really kind of been the constant with the mainland records for me. I give this a 7 out of 10. Um, so, yeah, kind of on par with you. Could be adjusted. It, it depends. But most of his records really fall into, into that kind of category. Um, sure. Mark, what do you have for us next week? Um, we're gonna sing a song um i don't know i just kind of wrote that in the hopes that it would be fun so uh as you know frank i've been on a uh bands of australia kick where i'm trying to find different bands from australia for no particular reason other than uh i feel like there's some cool stuff going on down there that you and i don't we just don't have you know regular access to because it's it's not in our normal spectrum so i'm looking as and far as so I can far away I mean, it's tough you know <laughs> to find something so uh from perth australia frank uh 2013 album called maybelline by a band called the love junkies Ooh. maybelline 
2013, the Love Junkies. Now, when you Google them, you will find uh, a Michigan uh, wedding band uh, and I believe (laughs) an Irish wedding band called the Love Junkies. But when you go on Spotify, the Love Junkies will come right up. Uh, Not a ton of information on them. We'll go through what we can find uh, over this week when we do the album. But um, a different kind of record. (laughs) It's... um, it's going to show you a couple different things. Just hang on for the ride. I think you'll dig some to most of it. Cool. I mean, you know, and I thought you were speaking about Australian bands. I thought you were going to like, do the Wiggles or something like that. So I'm really thankful we got <laughs> really thankful we got um, this. The Wiggles. <laughs> the Wiggles. <laughs> we're going to do the Love Junkies. Maybelline. I, yeah. Very, very cool, man. I got it up here really amplified about it and i kind of like not knowing a lot about them to be honest with you i kind of like that that as well yeah yeah Yeah. there's something to be said for that a nice nuance clean slate you know no preconceived notions no hearing about them and scenes or whatever the case may be so i'm looking forward to that uh great cool cool pick already so i can tell you that just by the sheer fact that we don't know much about them so um Hey, everyone, thanks for joining. Remember to like, subscribe, rate, review, and stay safe out there. Frank said it, so you got to do it. Uh, now, you you know what to do uh, with me. You, you're going to say it with me now. Oh, my, my. Oh, hell yes. Oh, bye-bye. Uh, now, now, tell me that wasn't Kevin I heard barking out there. That's not yeah, Kevin, right? No, Kevin? That, that was him. Oh, Kevin, he's he's my boy, but every once in a while he just gets riled up. <laughs> that voice really hurts. I don't know why. Are I you okay? Do I don't know, dude. It's like a uh, like I got a. Need a Ludens? Maybe a Ludens cough drop.